Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. Amanda's in Zephyr A, and I'm in Zephyr B. This is season 30 for me and season 26 for Amanda. And this is day 16 of season 98. Our first question asks us for the Japanese term for a genre of art that is uh, similar to Hokusai's The Great Wave and is translates to pictures of the floating world. Yeah, let's just skip to the end here. I didn't get this, and <laughs> I just kind of threw some vaguely Japanese-sounding syllables at the mm-hmm. answer for no reason other than I had to at least try. Sure, and I, I think you won't be alone in that. Uh, because I could not land on anything with this. Uh, I've, I've read that phrase, pictures of the floating world, and so I racked my brains for a long time just trying out different series of Japanese syllables or words that I knew in Japanese, which are precious few. Um, and finally, I thought, I'm not going to land on anything that doesn't make me sound like ridiculously ignorant mm. in a way that I don't wish to even because like I know there are uh, people who you know review uh, incorrect answers and things like that and so if it's anything close but yeah, I don't know like I said a lot of times my goal is just to not sound dumb in some of these <laughs> questions um, and so instead uh, for the first time in many many seasons I went with a uh, an attempt at a best wrong answer with vintage 1980s Trapper Keeper. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the thing about having this podcast is we're like the only two people in the world whose wrong answers are known. <laughs> <laughs> Even if only to our limited audience. It's true. Anybody else can just pop off with whatever the hell they want. We have to justify <laughs> it. Uh, and in that spirit of openness, the random syllables I threw at the answer were Hanagira. Okay. For no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, I, I just would have been worried that that would mean something really right. inappropriate in Japanese. And... Well, even funnier though. Yeah, I mean, I guess if Sadly, you translate it properly, it maybe it is the best wrong answer. Uh, who's to say? Other than someone who speaks Japanese. So the correct answer is ukiyo-e. Yes, I may have seen that term, but I I can't I can't be confident of that even. Yeah, I know. Question two asks us, essentially, what is the only song that has ever ranked number one on the Billboard Hot 100 in five separate calendar years? Yes, and notes that it's been every year from 2019 to 2023. So I, for whatever reason, uh, was thinking that this was just a standard pop song uh, and not a seasonal or special one, hint, hint. Um, and I thought, you know, we've had a Taylor Swift question already, but honestly, I didn't see why it wouldn't be a Taylor Swift song. Basically, one of the biggest recording artists in the world, certainly in the U.S. Especially over the last five years. Especially over the last five years. And it notes that, you know, this person co-wrote and released this song. And I thought, you know, she's re-released all of these different songs as Uh, well. So maybe, you know... It might not technically be the same recording, but it could be two recordings of the same song. Um, and or barring that, just a lot of her stuff just gets popular again and again because she comes out with new stuff and people pick up on the old. And I don't know. Um, I just thought that Taylor Swift was the likeliest candidate for this, not knowing that, you know, 
what should have clued me in, I suppose, to what it was. So I put down, not knowing her song catalog very well also, I put down Swift and figured that's my best shot of, uh, you know, um, so, like, I don't know a specific song name to put down, and if I did, I wouldn't narrow my chance to get this right by doing so. So I put down Swift. Reasonable. Uh, I immediately thought that this was All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Mm. But then <laughs> I, I saw in early January 2023, and I thought, why would it still be number one by early January 2023? And I kind of yeah. tried to think of other stuff. Nothing was landing. And also the fact that it only first hit number one in 2019. Yeah. That seemed weird. Totally. But I... But then I thought, well, you know, early January, if it were like the number one song on the week around December 25th, oh. and then the next week, because it's not like a bunch of new music was probably coming out. Sure. So there would still be kind of some, you know, streaming lag and radio play and whatever else goes into that thing nowadays. Hmm. Uh, so I did, and, and, and then I figured, oh, that would make it really easy for that song to chart in theoretically five separate calendar years because... Obviously, mm -hmm. it's charted four separate times to make it to number one, mm -hmm. and it just kind of goes over the the year boundary sometimes. Right. So, it, uh, yeah, so it went 2019 and 2020, and then 2020 and 2021, and then 21 and 22, and then finally 22 and 23, ah. probably, uh, or at least or this, this like particular that, yeah. time, yeah. Uh, at, at least one of those five five years, it was over both calendar years so mm -hmm. um but yeah i just i i remember no i thought you know i remember just kind of the last few years it's been this big thing yeah. around christmas and uh mariah carey has really leaned into being the queen of christmas because of this song and right uh, you know every year or so i'll dip back into the wikipedia article which is just fantastic about this song it was <laughs> written in 15 minutes sure she has made approximately $80 million from that song. Oh, wow. And bear in mind, that's before the Christmas season has started this year. Right. So. It's only going up. Yeah. You want to talk about an investment of time. Wow. Wow, indeed. And the article also talks about how, you know, it's this very timeless sort of melody and lyrics and such uh -huh. like. And, and honestly, I remember when it came out uh -huh. and just thinking, oh, this is a cover of a classic Christmas song <laughs> that I just kind of vaguely remember. Yeah. But Mariah Carey's doing a version of it, and so it's probably pretty good. Mm -hmm. And then kind of slowly realizing over time that no, no, that was actually just an original ass Christmas song. And when was the last time we heard one of those? Yeah. That wasn't like hyper specific of, of a particular mm -hmm. time. Or super cloying. <laughs> like it's a yeah. very peppy one. Mm -hmm. It's more of a jingle bell rock or yeah. a or a rocking around the Christmas tree kind mm -hmm. of uh, tenor to it, yeah. which I think gives it a lot of staying power because mm -hmm. it's not a it's not a religious song that's harder to right. get into. It's not a slow or ballad or mm -hmm. you know something like that. It's it's more it's yeah. peppy. It's cheery. You know. Yeah. If if this had turned out to have been a Motown song from 1962, oh yeah, it would have been like oh yeah, of course, totally that makes could. sense. No, she just, she wrote it just not more than five years ago, but mm -hmm. not, not by much. 
Oh, I thought it was quite a bit. It was like, well, it was, like, I mean, it was like it was like late nineties, but yeah. it wasn't the sixties, <laughs> right? I think this is this is definitely a, a thing of our time. Yes, it's 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 <laughs> closer to current events than history mm-hmm. times, yeah. as far as my lifespan is concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to question three, we are given several different types of some uh, sort of literary stanza, and we are asked to know. To, to excuse me to say uh, what term the stanza is known by. Uh, in particular, it is a four-line structure and is the most common stanza in English verse. Right. I just couldn't land on this one. I'm going to blame the fact that I got uh, the the new COVID booster and flu vaccine yesterday, and I've been brain foggy. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I would have come up with it anyway because I somehow managed to miss that section of english class where we kind of learned the forms of things ah. uh, I've, I've picked it up here and there over the years but i, I just I, I never had that particular class thanks to my non-standard uh high school experience mm-hmm. uh, so i just couldn't land on anything since it you know iambic pentameter and tetrameter are in the question so that's not i just so I, I finally just sort of punted to lyric. Mm, okay. Yeah, I looked at this question first thing in the morning went, Ugh. <laughs> why do I got to know about stanzas? Um, and I sort of, you know, groped around for terms that I could think of like, well, they're not couplets because there's four lines and that's about as far as my brain got before it, you know, kind of, of moved on and discussed. Um, and so I kind of, I finished my read through of the questions as I do, you know, when I get up in the morning and set it aside and, and started going on about my, you know, my morning routine at that point. And then like a minute later went, Oh, that's a quatrain. Cause it's four lines. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just cause I, I had sort of started my brain along the lines of like, well, it's got to have something to do with the four-lineness of this structure. Um, so quad something, I don't know. This is dumb. I hate it. I'm going to move on and think about something else. Uh, and apparently that was enough to just jog that uh, little brain circuit that happens to know what a quatrain is, kind of. Um, and so once I landed on that, I was satisfied with that answer and also probably residually annoyed about having to think about it. Um, so I thought, again, this is an answer that won't make me sound too too foolish. So uh, I'll go with quatrain. And that was correct. Well done. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question four kind of cranks down the difficulty level, I think, <laughs> in yes. asking us uh, what is what object is Gordius most known, most associated with? Yes, and it nerfs it out further by saying that the thing in question was severed by alexander the great like y'all this is some some pretty basic trivia when it comes down to it um this is a question about the gordian knot and i feel like i didn't i probably wouldn't have been able to tell you that there was a king gordius or that he was from phrygia Mm -hmm. or you know anything like that but if we're talking about something cut up by alexander the great that's an object and gordius is in there like the gordian knot that's this metaphor that we continue to use for 
you know, kind of cutting to the heart of an issue or uh, doing an end run around the difficulties of it because you're not bothering to try to unpick or untie the knot. It's too complicated. You cut it in half. You're done. Um, and so, yeah, I put down knot as in with a K. Yep. Same. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gordius object severed knot. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. Yep. And that was the correct answer. Question five asks us uh, what uh, acidic liquid does the South American dish escabeche uh, marinate in, effectively? It is acetic acid, mm-hmm. and the the name comes from the Latin word acetum, meaning this stuff. Right. Uh, so I had to think of, okay, what's an acid? Is it like orange juice? No, that's, that's citric acid. Mm-hmm. Um, lemon juice? No idiot that's also <laughs> citric acid uh is there an ascorbic acid i feel like there mm-hmm. is but i couldn't think of what it was and Same. besides that's a different thing obviously so um, you know i couldn't like eliminate it so i'm just trying to think and, you know at one point i typed in lie like no that's the exact <laughs> opposite you know this yeah um and it just i i just kind of had to think substance liquid known as an acetic acid i know that acetic acid is something is it the stuff in aspirin? Is it is it some kind of willow juice derivative? Is that is that what that is? No, that, that's like acetosilic or something like that. Um, and it just finally kind of landed for me for no reason that oh, it's the the acetic acid that's kind of, it can be used in food or food preparation. Uh, is this vinegar? I thought that sounds roughly correct. Uh, is this a thing that you can marinate food in? Yeah. Uh, is it a thing that the Romans would have had? Yeah, I think so. Uh, is it acetic acid? I don't know for sure, but I know that it, it sounds roughly correct. Like I, I can't think of what the acid in vinegar is called. <laughs> so. If I can't think of that and I can't think of what acetic acid actually is, then clearly those are the only two things that could possibly match. (laughs) (laughs) Acetic acid is X and vinegar is X, then clearly they're both X. (laughs) Sure. Uh, So, yeah, I'll just, I'll I'll go with vinegar. So you all can't see me contorting myself not to jump in and (laughs) tell you which of the acids is which. Um, Ascorbic acid is vitamin C. Okay, but that's not citric acid? No. There's a couple acids in oranges. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, that I might have thought. I might have. I might have reasoned that at some point because I was fairly certain that ascorbic acid was like from citrus fruits or something like yes, that. Yes, it is. So, it definitely okay. is that. But it's not okay. Um, but it's not citric. Correct. Okay. Okay. And then uh, aspirin is salicylic acid. Salicylic. Okay. Yes. How is it? Uh, so this question was a pretty easy one for me in the sense that. Acetic acid is vinegar. That's something that I just have known for a long time from probably college biochemistry mm. onward. Um, and, you know, it helps that vinegar is used in lots and lots of things, in lots and lots of marinades, because you want a little bit of acid to break down the surface of the thing you're marinating so that the, the flavors in the marinade can kind of get into it and... Um, and, and, you know, just penetrate in there. Um, 
And so my only uh, question about it, not, not about what answer I would put down, I, I knew it was vinegar, um, but I, it made me wonder, is escabeche, is that related to ceviche, um, which I believe is also, if not vinegar, an, ac- an acidic preparation mm. uh, for fish in particular. Right. That you, you do that instead of cooking it. Um, but anyway, uh, so I, I kind of pondered that for just for entertainment value. Um, but yeah, it, acetic acid is vinegar. Um, I don't know kind of how it relates to the Latin word there, but it's generally derived from uh, grapes in particular, hence the vin, uh, okay, right. uh, you know, portion of it. And uh, so, yeah, this one is a pretty standard, you know, food and drink uh, maven type of question. So I put down vinegar. And it is a good thing that I... Uh, did not have the mental faculties this morning to check a thing off my to-do list because one of the things on my to-do list was to clean the washing machine. Oh. And to do that, I use uh, cleaning vinegar. Right. You dump a cup of it in and run a run a hot cycle. And I, I realized that in the evening as I was preparing to do that after I'd submitted already, that like, oh, oh dang. that's a good thing. I probably wouldn't have noticed acetic acid or anything mm. like that on the bottle of vinegar because... I don't look at the bottle of vinegar when I'm just yeah. <laughs> dumping a cup in. Uh, but you know, probably a good thing that I wouldn't have had to tube this question. Right, right. Because it was vinegar. Yes, indeed. Well done, by the way. Thanks. I was I was happy that I managed to get that. I, I don't know whether I would have gotten it any quicker if I had not been kind of foggy today. But it, it definitely let it marinate, so to speak, <laughs> in my brain. Well, good thing. Question six. Uh, asks us what dextromethorphan an antitussive suppresses. Right, so uh, that middle part, tuss, in there is about cough. Mm. Um, and if you think about pertussis, which is whooping cough. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, okay. But dextromethorphan also is just famously a cough suppressant. It's in lots of, you know, uh, over-the-counter mm-hmm. preparations of, of medications for cough and cold. Um, and it's... You know, this is one where uh, moving from my my food and drink score to my daughter of a pediatrician score, <laughs> um, I knew this was a uh, cough suppressant. I put coughing uh, as opposed to cough, but you know, I'm sure it'll be uh, spoiler alert accepted. Um, <laughs> it, this is just definitely one that I just plain know. I I know that that's a cough suppressant. I know what an antitussive you know kind of translates to from Latin to English, if you will. Um, and so I put coughing. Of course, Robitussin, which means oh, robot yes. coughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Suppresses yeah. that too. Yeah, as soon as I saw antitussive, I just immediately thought, oh, Robitussin. Okay, so this is, what does Robitussin do? Well, it's just kind of like a general, like, anti-cold sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, and then the suppressing is really what got, what got me on that one, because yeah. of all the things that these various medications in the robitussin sort of family do the thing they suppress is coughing cough suppressant right uh you know rather than, like you wouldn't say it suppresses a runny nose yeah it's not a sneeze suppressant yeah it, right <laughs> so so that was really the the main thing that uh, that gave this one to me because i i would not have if you just 
ask me, what does an antitussive do? I might not have gotten to it. Mm. Uh, but knowing that it suppresses something, I was able to zero in and say, oh, this is about coughing, which is also what I put. Okay. And cough was the correct answer. Uh, if nothing else, you know, we got those first five letters. Yep. So I'm sure it'll be counted as correct. Theoretically, it will be counted. Um, so that gives me five, four on the day, excuse me. Um, and I... I was a little bit pleased to to put down my silly answer for one of them <laughs> uh, and, and feel like I kind of had to. A lot of times I, you know, can't pry myself away from making a legitimate guess uh, in order to have a little fun with um, putting down a best wrong answer type of mm-hmm. thing. So uh, today I kind of was let off the hook by the fact that I just don't know Japanese art genres mm. that well. Um so that, that was an element of fun in there, uh, despite, of course, getting the question wrong. Yep. <laughs> I also got four. Mm. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, a little bit meh on the, the day, although it's it's hard to tell how some of these might play. I think the Gordian Knot one is pretty much, you know, likely to be a zero um, for lots of people. Yeah. And I think the Japanese art genre one is going to be the hardest. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, in between, it kind of depends on people's, you know, stats and background. Yep. So I guess we'll find out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so that's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis. Follow Learned Lag with all the vowels now on Blue Sky. And remember... Don't forfeit. Don't cheat. We still have invite codes for Blue Sky. <laughs>